Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So we've got big news. Man, we did a, a video yesterday on how the economy is booming. And we have more evidence of that today, just right in the Wall Street Journal. So let's go over, check out this headline right here. It's been 30 years since food ate up this much of your income. So I just sent out a tweet that said three ways that you can tell the economy is booming. Number one, stock market all-time highs. Number two, unemployment rate low. Number three, Americans can't afford to eat. I mean, is this stuff starting to sink in finally with the mainstream media or all of these economists that are in New York or California or Connecticut or whatever, where they just are completely removed, divorced from the reality that the average Joe and Jane faces every single day? Let's go through this. I mean, this is going to blow your mind. And I, I, as we go through this, just sit there and say to yourself, yeah, but the economy is booming. See how many times that you can say that without saying, oh, no, this is completely ridiculous. There's no way the economy can be doing well if this is happening. And I also want to point out that it's not just that food prices are at an all-time high. That is not what they're saying here. That That's much, much different. It's that food prices are eating up a higher percentage of the average Joe and Jane's income. So what does that mean? That means they have less money to spend on other stuff. So if consumption is 70% of the economy, and if people are spending more and more and more and more money, let's just put it this way. If people had to spend 100% of their income on food, what would that do to the economy? The economy would crash, obviously because they don't have money to spend on anything else. So again, how can we sit there and say the economy is doing well when the percentage of income that is occupied by food is growing? And by the way, most likely gas in the future, in addition to food. And oh, by the way, remember housing, that's going up too. And not just going up in price, going up in terms of a percentage of overall income. Getting to the article, eating continue to cost more. Even as overall inflation has eased from the blistering pace consumers endured throughout much of 2022 and 2023, thank you, government, for locking us all in a cage and destroying supply chains, prices at restaurants other and other eateries went up by 5.1% last month. Oh, okay. So year over year compared to January 2023. And they say how grocery costs only went up by 1.2%. But remember, we did a video on this channel regarding food and every single line item that they gave us on CNBC was over 5%. But yet somehow, in fact, juice, if I remember correctly, was up 20% year over year. But yet somehow, when the range is from 20% increase to 5% increase, the overall increase is 1.2%. That is some interesting math, <laughs> to say the least. All right, let's keep going. If you look historically after periods of inflation, there's really no period, not, not every once in a while there's a period, there's no period <laughs> you could point to where food prices go back down. And this is according to Steve, I'm not even, difficult, we'll call him Steve, chief executive of snack giant Kelanova. In 1991, U.S. consumers spent 11.4% of their disposable personal income on food according to data from the U.S. Agricultural Department. At the time, households were still dealing with steep food price increases following inflationary period in 1970s. 
Come on. What is this nonsense? Can we have a little bit more intellectual integrity here, Wall Street Journal. You're really going to tell me that 11 years, 12 years after the 1970s, <laughs> food costs were still going up? No, they're at a high level. Sure. They're much, much higher than they were in 1970, to Steve's point. We rarely, if ever, have seen prices come back down. But that doesn't mean that the fact that they're spending more and more of their disposable income uh, in 1991 had anything to do with the 1970s, 12 years earlier. Come on, come on. But what I can tell you is the overall attitude in the 1970s toward eating and what you ate was much, much different. Now, I've got an advantage here over Josh because I remember the 1970s. I remember, not I, mean, I was a kid, obviously, but I remember what my mom would feed us, what my buddy's parents would feed them. And it was a lot different back then. So I have, this is just strictly anecdotal, obviously. I, I have no data to back this up. But I, my hypothesis is one of the reasons that people were spending such a high percentage of their income on food back in the 90s is because in the 1970s, it became very popular to eat healthy. And healthy food is more expensive. So my guess is that had a lot to do with this, that not so much the price increases from the 1970s, but more so that people wanted to buy more expensive food and they're willing to do that. Again, that's just a complete hypothesis based on my personal experience, but let's keep going. Food inflation has risen the ire, I think that's how you say that word, of President Biden, who took to Instagram during the Super Bowl to blast food makers that he said were providing less bang for consumer buck, putting fewer chips in each bag, or shrinking the size of ice cream containers. The American public is tired of being played for suckers, Biden said. I've had enough of what they call shrinkflation. It's a ripoff. You know, I don't even know where to go with this. Because Biden, the, the worst thing for Biden is to be blamed for inflation. Right? That's obviously what he's trying to do here. But if we think about it, if it makes his position even worse, that's where I don't even know how to respond to this. Because let's say that shrinkflation is a thing, which I completely agree with. Yeah, it's absolutely a thing. But if there wasn't shrinkinflation, prices would be even higher than they already are. And the blame would go to Joe Biden. So it's just bizarre to me that he's pointing out something that makes him look worse. Like I, I don't understand the advisor that he has that's tapping him on the shoulder and saying, hey, I've got a great idea. Let, let's let's talk about how there's been so much shrinkflation. And therefore, because the American consumer is getting ripped off, that prices are lower than they otherwise would be, which effectively is your fault. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Ceresna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options, Jason Hartman, real estate, and 
Brent Johnson with Macroeconomics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Let's keep moving. I think that's the problem here is when you try to attach rational thought to an irrational human being, you just, it's a dead end street. You just end up getting frustrated. (laughs) In suburban Chicago, Lisa Wister said her food bills are rising faster than her family's income, booming economy, leading them to make their own granola from scratch and pack their own snacks for movies. Everything is a negotiation, an, an, an analysis about our budget, she said. She's an occupational therapist. She says it's exhausting. What's her name? Lisa. Lisa, if you're listening, you, you just have to realize that the economy right now is on fire. And because you can't put food on the table, you have to make your own granola. It's basically like something you'd read in the 1930s. And we all remember how well the economy was doing in the 1930s. Here's a chart that we use for the thumbnail. Didn't make this up. You've got all food, food spending share of disposable income. So another thing that this may, you could possibly conclude, which might even be worse, is that this is not a share of total income, which so the title there is a little misleading for this Wall Street Journal article, but it's actual disposable income. So it's either that food is becoming a bigger share of overall income or the percentage of disposable income is becoming lower. Either or, it means bad news for Americans. Many diners have said they are going out less frequently or skipping appetizers while buying cheaper store brands more frequently at supermarkets and seeking out promotions or deals offered via apps basically coupons. This is starting to chip away at sales for food makers and restaurant operators. Booming economy. Denny's, Wendy's, and other restaurant chains told investors this month that their guest count fell last year compared with 2022 levels as consumers, in particular those lower incomes, feel the financial pinch. Josh, you want to help me out with this one? I'm not too sure. Just say booming economy. Booming economy. Thank you. Big food makers, including Hershey and Kraft Heinz, have reported that their sales volumes declined as prices rose for their products, with several reporting a hit to profits in the latest fiscal year. That's what I say all the time. You're you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. Eventually, even if oil prices go up or anything that kind of trickles through the entire economy, at a certain point, you've got to take spending away from something to pay for something else that's going up in price that you absolutely cannot live without. Food, shelter, energy. And what this does is this doesn't make the economy grow. It makes the economy go down. It makes economic output or economic activity decrease. And eventually, it leads to deflation. 
but at the very least, it leads to a recession. Companies are set to pay more for staffing after 22 states in January lifted the minimum wage for hourly workers. Hiring skilled workers like mechanics to replace employees who have retired during the pandemic is particularly expensive. So what is this CEO going to do? He has no choice. He's got to raise prices. And hopefully he has a business that people have to have because if they don't, he's going to be out of business very, very soon because the money that people would have spent at his company, they're going to have to spend on buying food. And oh, by the way, the reason I highlighted this is because I want to remind you that they're proposing a $50 minimum wage in California right now. $50. So if increasing the minimum wage causes all of these economic distortions that are being paid for by the poor and middle class, what happens when you take minimum wage to $50 an hour? Here we go. It's really fast move. The higher, the high percent increase, Chipotle Mexican Grill CEO Brian Nichols said in an interview referring to California's 25% minimum wage. Yeah, Brian, hey buddy, 25% minimum wage. Sit down and buckle up, my friend. That just takes it up to like $20 an hour. Now just tack on another $30 an hour. And now we're really talking. Now we're really... <laughs> Now we're really talking about an economy that's going to take off. That is for sure. Here's a chart of groceries. Uh, let's see, change in prices since January 2020. Groceries, dining out, all items. All items up 20%. Groceries are up, let's just call it 25%. 25%. Now, let me ask you guys on the live stream right now. How many of uh, the people watching have had their income go up by at least 25% since January. Now, maybe you've, or January 2020. Now, maybe you've had a 10% bump. That's great. But that still means that you're in the hole. And that still means less money is being spent on other things, which means recession in an economy that's 70% consumption. An ad campaign launch. Oh, th- you guys are going to love this. You're going to absolutely love this. Uh, uh, Josh, are you ready? Because I'm gonna at, right at the end of this, I'm gonna need you for the booming economy. You ready? I'm ready and sitting down. Okay, cool. An ad campaign launched in 2022, for an example, encouraged consumers to eat cereal for dinner. <laughs> cereal for dinner. Pitching it is an easy, inexpensive alternative that, combined with milk and fruit, costs less than one dollar per serving. The campaign had a quote saying, give chicken the night off. So our the U.S. economy is so incredibly robust. It, it is so in fuego that people are having to eat cereal for dinner. But the stock market's at all-time highs, baby. Josh, what's the economy doing? I just forgot. We have a booming, I think that is the word you're missing. Oh, booming thank economy. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. All right. Cahill Lane, I think that's Steve, said that as consumers become accustomed to seeing higher prices in the supermarket shelves, they they will adjust. Oh, oh, really? Really? Uh, Unfortunately, their income might disagree. (laughs) Just like a gallon of gas, it becomes a new price and people just begrudgingly get used to it as if everyone is making a million dollars a year. It's like, oh, oh, whoa, gas is really increasing. Oh, that sucks. Well, what are you going to do? We'll throw down the ATM card. No, 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 no. It's at a point where people are having to choose to buy gas or XYZ. They're having to choose to buy food or 
XYZ. They're not buying gas, food, and XYZ and ABC and just kind of shrugging their shoulders and saying this sucks. I mean, this is the disconnect that you see with all of these people, basically on the East Coast, New York, places like California, LA, Seattle, San Francisco. They sit there and, and they, 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 just, they just don't get it. They don't understand that people don't have a money tree in the back. They didn't inherit $10 million. They might not own a house that went up by $500,000 over the last two years. You see, I, I just, it, it's really bizarre to me that these elites just don't get the problem or they don't understand the concept of not having enough money to buy something. There you have it. Really incredible stuff. So, I would encourage all of you, when you get done watching this video, go ahead and turn on the mainstream media, <clears throat> go to CNBC, and just have them remind you of how incredible the economy is. And just have them reiterate the fact that it is absolutely impossible, based on what's going on in the United States right now, for us to fall into a recession. All right. On that note, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. See you in the next video.